Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The following program is brought to you by your friends at Podcast One. Don't forget to download our new Podcast One app. Everyone needs more vacation, right? The new United Gateway card knows how to take you away with great travel rewards and no annual fee, ever. The wait for vacation is over. Tap now or visit unitedgatewaycard.com to apply. We begin today's meditation with a few sipping exercises to remind us a little treat can go a long way. So pick up your McCafe iced coffees, close your eyes, and deep sip in. And deep satisfaction out. <sighs> Take a treat retreat at McDonald's. Right now, get a McCafe iced coffee in any size and any flavor for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price of participation may vary. Wrestling Sheet Radio. I'm your host, ProWrestlingSheet.com, Editor-in-Chief, Ryan Satin. I'm here with my co-host, Jamie Iovine. Hey, everybody. And Elijah Bates. Good evening. Or good day. I'm glad we all had weird intros there that we all felt a little off today. Well, Jamie's was really energetic. I wanted to be... No, I wanted... I was originally going to think about... Maybe I'll start it like... Uh, what's what's that radio station that Wayne and Garth go visit when they're promoting uh, Wayne Stock? And, it, and, <laughs> and it's like Handsome... Handsome Dan. Handsome Dan. And the other guy goes... Ha! <laughs> That's a good line. That it's funny that you mentioned that, that you mentioned a movie th- throwback there because uh, I I've wor- so I've been secretly working behind the scenes uh, to get you, to get a, a stable going for the Schmodown thing they do uh-huh. uh, with with the three of us. So uh, I, I I believe you two have just been entered into the league as a team. All right. For a future show. And I don't know when the when your first match will be. All right. Um, I'll with, take with, it. with me as your guys' manager. So we gotta okay. start we gotta start working Drake on Drake Maverick over here. I'm thinking mean sheet posse seems like an easy one with That's like a with, solid yeah, one. With, yeah. the, with with and then we could wear the the cardigans, the cardigans too. Yeah, I like that. That I could like be that. cool. I'm with it. Yeah. And if you guys got a better name for us, if, we, if when we enter the Mean Sheet Posse is pretty good. Mean Sheet Posse is pretty good. We've used it since like the beginning, so yeah. I, I thought it'd be a good I one. I like it. Um, 
All right, yeah, well, let's just get into it. I, there's not, you know, not really a lot to bullshit about. Let's talk about the news. <laughs> I actually, this isn't the biggest story of the week, but mm-hmm. I think it's the mm-hmm. most entertaining story of the week. And that's why I brought it up first here, because I, I, I wanted to hear what you guys thought about this one. And that is this interview that Stephanie McMahon did this week. Uh, it was part of the Web Summit, and she did an interview with CNBC's Elizabeth Scholes. And she said something pretty wild during the interview. She said, uh, basically, so she was asked what, Stephanie was asked what her goal for WWE is in the next 10 years. And Stephanie said, I don't know, like 10, 20, 30 years from now, there's no reason that we can't be as big or bigger than Disney. She said, that's tall order, especially given recent transactions. However, there's no reason why we can't get there. You have to dream big, have big, bold goals, and go after them. Uh, I, I, this is a bold, bold goal. Yeah, uh, I, I, and I, I, for thirty years, yes, very bold. I give it sixty, maybe big, maybe, and they would have to do a lot of changes in the ten. Meantime. Though ten's asking a bit. Well, <laughs> well, here's the question though: Would they be bigger than Disney would at that point in time, or are they going to be as big as Disney is right now? And Disney will be such a behemoth that, like, well, then I guess we got to compare timelines. Then so WWE has been around for close to sixty years now, right? If not already. So where was Disney sixty years? Is that ago? right? Because I remember. Oh, because I guess you're going back with like Vince's dad too and stuff. No, because because I remember the they put out the fiftieth year DVD like like a few years ago. Okay. Fifty years, yeah, crazy. It's, okay. So it's 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 if if it's not already sixty, it's well at that point in time. Uh, I believe the Walt Disney Company had won a litany of Academy Awards, uh, had an ultra successful theme park already, and was developing the next one that was going to take place in Florida. WWE has um, a failed Emmy campaign. Like uh, I, I just <laughs> I I appreciate ambition. I mean, it, like I like to think that we're all ambitious people. Um, is it a lofty goal? Yeah, it's a, 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 like I compared it earlier to when TNA took on WWE in the Monday Night Wars or the quote unquote second Monday Night Wars or whatever the heck you want to call that. Um, I don't think that it's possible that they'll ever get to that big. I think that the product that they put out is too much of a niche product. I, uh, and I think that the Walt Disney Company has simply acquired too many high profile brands that there's no way that they could ever catch up with. No, and and also you they would have to acquire so many different companies, yeah. and I mean because I mean the way Stephanie talked about uh, again we're we're digging deep into an offhand concept. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't even think she even prepped that no. that statement. I don't think we're digging that deep into it. They, no, they, they, I, they're WWE one hundred, especially Vince. Vince McMahon one hundred percent doesn't understand why WWE is not seen on the same level as Disney. I know that for a fact. Like he, oh, no, I they believe that, that they I'm should saying... be treated with the same respect as Disney. That they're an entertainment company who has been around for decades and decades. Mm-hmm. That they're a part of American but he, culture. I don't think he told Stephanie to go and go on this thing and say no, that. No, no, no. But I think it's something that you know when you're around your parents a lot and you kind of echo the same things they say. I guarantee you, Vince has said that a million I know, I'm times. I'm not saying he doesn't believe that. I'm not saying that. But I am saying I think we may be just digging into saying that. That. She may not be, I, you know, like I mean, because I mean, if you want to get down to brass tacks, you know, WWE has to work real, real hard to. And I'm not saying that they, this is impossible, but they work really hard to pack out a stadium for WrestleMania once a year. The Walt Disney Company, without much of an effort, 
brings several stadiums worth of people every single day to the state of Florida. How many people will go to the park a day? Uh, it just depends. It well depends on the and park. And Eli would have no inside info <laughs> here. No, like uh, I, you know, you can roughly say that if you're looking at a park like Magic Kingdom Park and Walt Disney World, which is like the Disneyland clone, or if you're looking at Disneyland Park in California, both of those bring in roughly fifty thousand people a day. Really? Sometimes more than that. Sometimes less. Um, the rest of the parks bring in a, like a slightly lesser number. But if you, you mean look like at, the like the California Adventures and like the the yeah Animal California. Kingdom you know, like, I mean, if you look at those, those tend to bring, bring in anywhere between 10 and 15 million people a year. So if you break that out, you know, the math-wise and everything like that. <sighs> that's so many people. That's but, crazy. But that's just – but that's not, you know, talking about the amount of people, like, booking the hotels, staying there for multiple days. It, regardless, my, the, my point is that the Walt Disney Company has operations not necessarily like the WWE, but they have – Dozens of operations that are just as big of an operation as those. Yeah, I think the reason Stephanie says that, though, is because there's a few other things that are mentioned, like, in this uh, interview that she does. And one of them is basically she says that NXT UK, with the, the, you know, the recent series that they debuted, that NXT UK right now is a test to, for something they call uh, global localization. Yeah. Where she says it's a it's a new strategy they're trying. They're where bringing back the territories. Essentially, they're literally calling the territories glo- a <laughs> hundred thousand percent, and they're calling it global localization. Yeah. And basically, they're trying to see if they can replicate NXT with a performance center in every country. God, watch it. Uh, can you <laughs> could you imagine if in our lifetime we're gonna have to watch? 50 different <laughs> different wrestling shows. Well, at that point, I don't think that's the pur- <laughs> at that point, I don't think that's the purpose. I think that it's less expecting you to pick one yeah. and giving you the option of like which ones do you want to choose? You want to bitch about Monday Night Raw? Cool. Just watch NXT UK or NXT Portugal or NXT whatever, Wisconsin. you know, Mexico, <laughs> NXT, Wisconsin. NXT Wisconsin. Um, you know, so um, I think it's a great. I like. So with, well, I'll say with yeah. that. So in their eyes, Stephanie's eyes. I'm trying to think like Stephanie here of to where like she was thinking. What her thought process it was, was here. It, one, it's going to be all around the world like that. Yeah. Like where there will be a WWE performance center in every country. So like it would be similar to Disney, you know, Disney France or you know, Disney, yeah. Disney France, right? Paris, Paris, Disney, Disneyland, Paris, Disneyland, Paris, uh, you know, like things like that. And then on top of that, I guarantee you, one of the things they're working on is a so, hall of fame, her, which would be like their theme park. We're, we're yeah. trying to do a theme park. We've seen the, I don't know if you guys remember, but like it leaked. I, I, I don't know what leaked, but it was like in an article. I want to say like a year back where there was like a pitch for a Disney theme park. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, a WWE theme park. Yeah, I remember uh, it was at Universal, I believe, in Florida. It was, or I forget like that. exactly, it was like, but I remember like there's a picture of John Cena holding a yeah. globe thing, and there's like a pitch for it. So like in my imagination, you know, what I imagine is there are plans to have a theme park and have spots that are re- WWE represented locations all around the world, like Hard Rock. So I don't think that. So I understand what she was saying, but I don't think Disney was the right comparison. I don't think that company is the right. I, I think she should have used a different uh, uh, comparison, I guess, to use the word again. And there's a better one? Uh, yeah. I mean, like, I'd say, you know, I, I can't I, – maybe the NFL, you know, because there are different pockets, different yeah. – you know, and there's different divisions. I mean, not different divisions. There's the uh, the National League and then, you know, all that shit. Yeah. Um, 
spoken like a true it's football a, I, watcher I, I, right I'm not there. A football, All a, of us are football I, I watchers here. I think it's here, the so. NFC and the AFC. I have whatever, no idea. Whatever the fuck. No, I have no idea either. But I like how we all just like went along with it because yeah, none of us yes, watch football. Yes, We're like, yeah, agreed. yeah. But I know there's people who are going to be watching and listening. It's like, these idiots, what are they talking yeah, about? I don't even know what you're talking about. It's like, yeah, you're I, right. I, we so, don't. I, fu- I fully succeed to the fact that I don't know jack shit about football. But um, <laughs> but anyway, there are two there are two leagues. And um, they do have – set like in each city, there are multiple like establishments that aren't directly tied to the – Team, but they're you know they're, they're known as like an angel. Yeah, but the only difference, and I'm once again, this is not me being like good. This is me playing devil's advocate on like trying to think on what Stephanie was thinking because I don't necessarily, I don't, I don't think that they could ever match this. I'm no. not like on that way. I'm more trying to play devil's advocate, and I, I imagine the reason she doesn't compare it that way is because of all the IP they own. Like yeah. they own so much IP, they have all these characters, this yeah. rich history of characters well, that the difference they be- see being able to utilize in I, the future, like that. Disney does. I get that. Like you know, and, and I've actually I've compared you know whenever I, a lot of times when I tell people about the WWE, I have used the Disney comparison, and I've just said it like you know, not that you like the guy, but I was just like Hulk Hogan is a, is a character similar to like a Mickey Mouse or something totally. like that, where he is an emblem of the company. <laughs> He's more like a. The first one. He's not Mickey. He's like Mortimer. Mortimer. Or no, Oswald. Oswald. The, Oswald the Lucky Rabbit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the the reason why WWE won't ever in the way they're the way they're running right being I mean the way their company runs right now the way uh, the reason why they can't ever compare to any other studio that provides entertainment is their output of content. You can't expect quality content like a movie studio would make when they take years of, I mean months sometimes years to make a movie or mm-hmm. a television series it's too fast it's too it's too often and I mean there's I mean there's there is some I, there is some aspect to the to the saying of you know qual, uh, quality and quantity mm-hmm. you know and it's it's just too much yeah. and uh, and it, it you kind of you can't really, other than the temple, the other the, the temple events such as like WrestleMania or the Royal Rumble. When it's that many times, it's really hard to see which one you tune into. Which in terms yeah. of Raw, SmackDown, NXT, because they don't even fucking tell you what's going to happen before yeah. it, you, before you watch it. Like sometimes we'll say, "Oh, next week the dead, the Brothers of Destruction will be here at the uh, or digging holes again," and but but it's it, that's my point. Is that I just think that they can't. In order for a studio to have any sense of quality, they can't just every night just shit. Yeah, things and out. and also add, you know, like I mean, if, if you take a brand like Marvel, uh, which is run by the Walt Disney Company, um, Marvel took this strategic approach whenever they started making their movies that the movies would be different genres, even though they're comic book movies or comic movies or whatever you want to refer, superhero movies or whatever you want to refer to them as. But they all kind of delve into take on a, genre, a subgenre precisely. But the difference is that the WWE doesn't do that. The WWE, like, even if they try to shift, oh. Well, this one tonally is a little bit more sport-like and everything. At the end of the day, if it all is up to like one person, like Vince McMahon, who is going to do what he wants, you're going to have the same kind of humor. You're going to have the same kind of content. You're going to have the same kind of story. Disney has a one-stop shop for any kind of taste. Yeah, WWE does not. Yes. I honestly believe that WWE is is not in. The, it's hard to say because Marvel. When Marvel first kind of made the announcement that they were going to make their own movies or whatever, um, they were in a bad place. Like yeah. they, they were yeah. like, this was like their last ditch effort, yeah, you know? Um, and it paid off, luckily for them, you Absolutely, know? Yes. But, but, um, I, I, I think it, t- 
I think they need like a Kevin Feige, like yeah, like, like Marvel had. I, I was thinking that they too. need someone who grew up on it, like Kevin Feige did the Marvel universe. And you know, they, and if they keep that, I mean, well, it, that won't happen. No, it no, totally. I was gonna say because obviously, they hate people like that. obviously with Vince. As long as Vince is there, I don't think that'll happen. But I do. I, I obviously don't know yeah. what's gonna happen when Vince McMahon passes away one day, or if he retires before that, which I highly doubt he ever will. Yeah, but. I do think that after that, we don't know what the plans are in place. But if they were to sell to, like, a big entity yeah. for, like, a shit ton of money and that entity could put someone in place like a Kevin Feige who loves WWE that is creative like that, that can help, I do think that they have, like, a chip Not get on Disney's level. But they would make they, – they could utilize their IP in – even more ways for sure. and, 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 and make more money. I've often thought that it's not inconceivable for a company like the Walt Disney Company to purchase the WWE at some point because like with all these companies, all these big con- entertainment conglomerates are really looking at content because they're understanding that they've got to keep the content flowing. They've got to be a competitor with Netflix, with Amazon, and, and these behemoths that are just making raking in money hand over foot. That's why Disney announced Disney Plus or whatever the name was of, of their new streaming right. service today. You know, like everybody's trying to do that. And they're trying to gather up as much content and as much IP as they can. WWE's IP is extremely valuable. I don't mean to demean it or anything like that like you know their characters have stood the test of time they have a they have an entertainment touring model that almost no other company in the world has that has worked successfully for decades, decades. um they have an inset you know like they fan own base. tons a giant library of content precisely so like on the level of content of licensing of merchandise of characters of intellectual property the wwe is worth i feel like could sell for way more than they're actually worth right now because somebody would pay it because they could see disney bought star wars for 4.05 billion dollars with different stock options and everything involved and they've more than made that money back yeah already. but I, just before we move on to another one if you if that's what you were doing but i, I just it, in order for them to even touch it in order for them to even get on any sort of even in disney's galaxy they need to take a little more risks like they did with the uh, – because in my opinion, even though I'm a, bit, a little biased about it, the biggest step in WWE creating content that's just not purely wrestling was the Hardy Halloween was yeah. special. Even though there were wrestling aspects to it, you know, there was a wrestling ring in it. Um, it's taking – it's what you said. It's taking these characters that they own – and giving them more to do yeah. other than wrestling. Giving them a, a life outside of the ring. Like, I'm, in my opinion, like, even though I love Boom Studios and they make a lot of good stuff, I was really disappointed in the, uh, the Undertaker, um, uh, graphic novel that they put out, that, they mm. put, that they're putting out. And that would have been a great TV series. Yeah. But again, you run into the risk, okay, Kane and the Undertaker probably in a drama can't do that well, no. you know, and most wrestlers can't. Yeah, and so they're making the it's they're they're making some efforts. Like I remember that when I was there, even though this was three years ago, they would like oh, they started ha- like requiring the talent take acting classes. Like a lot of them would carry like acting books with them, like yeah. and they would read them on the off time and stuff. I think a lot of it was more so because they saw what the rock scene of Batista did and they were kind of trying to get that yeah. uh, as well. But they're, they're planting small seeds. It's just that they need to pick up the pace a yeah. lot more if they're going to get there. And 
They got great. They they have the potential to make some like dope extra stuff using the IPs they have, yeah. but they need to. WWE is very fraternal, not yeah. in the sense that it's like a brotherhood, yeah, but it's like a club. Yeah, oh well, yeah. It's it, and like the one thing WWE hates is outsiders. Yeah. Well, it's funny too because one thing that it, it, they hate outsiders, but then they want to be let into like the 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 mainstream. Because, yes. Yeah, acceptance, and you're like, uh, it's a two way street, guys. Like, you got to let them in if you're going to try and yes. let, want them to let you in. You know, it's, it's definitely a two way street in yeah. that regard. And and they need to, in order for them to grow in that sense, they really need a fresh start. Like, fre- like, well, I can't believe they have a whole division that's their whole department is to try to keep WWE in the mainstream, like stratosphere to try and keep their name and like you know make sure they get invited to premieres and make yeah. sure they're on talk shows and stuff like award that award shows award shows make sure celebrities come on raw and it's like they get the like bottom barrel least cool wrestling fans that have that, that, that are in existence when they do that and you're like there's really cool wrestling fans that are like famous that the fan base likes it's, and just, you adore so, it's them. just more just that these guys don't really know that there's no social pulse in that company no that's not, true. not a single one um, I wasn't going to change topics when Eli was talking. What I was going to say is, um, and I know that you had mentioned you know, earlier that it was kind of like picking apart a very small comment that she made. But um, I do think in the, in the overall scheme of things, it is, a, it, it is very telling because there's another part in the interview where oh, – To be fair, I'm sure they all think and want that. Totally. I, I believe that. Well, I just think – because I remember there was those rumors a while back about Disney wanting to buy WWE. Yeah, yeah. Uh, do you remember the, that was kind of like a thing and for a minute? They, WWE was evaluated at like $3 billion or something like that so It was that something like that. Um, but it's funny that I, like I'm, I'm just kind of putting that these pieces together now. But in this interview, she, they, they talk about the WWE Network. And she says that – Prior to them announcing and launching the WWE Network, they were in. They were like deep in talks. Uh, she alluded to it. So these aren't her exact words. But yeah. Basically, she implied to the fact that they were like deep, deep, deep in talks to have their own linear network, like on TV. It sounded like, yeah, um, like a cable network. So for, I, which, by the way, I, I rem- those talks happened for so long too, like way before the WWE Network. And I remember thinking, like. TV channel? No, like I'm not just going to tune in and watch a TV channel of WWE. Me neither. Like, I remember when that was a new not rumor. Like that, but anyways, but what she says in this interview, which I thought was interesting, is that she says they were deep, deep, deep in the talks, and then when they got like near the end, whoever they were in talks with, they were going to have to sign away ten years. They were have to sign away the rights to WWE TV for ten years, and they were like, "No, we don't want to." I don't want to give away our TV rights for 10 years. That's a long time to give away our rights for 10 years. Yeah. Like, who knows where things will be in 10 years? And they were like, you know what? Screw this. Let's just make our own network. And they just decided to make the WWE Network. And they were able to get it done in eight months before like, before launch. I was like, damn, that's really impressive. No, it is. At a certain point. Because, you know, they had it all digitized. They probably had it all sitting there waiting to make their network. Because yeah. yeah. we remember, like... The the Legends House thing was filmed for like years yeah. before it came out, and that was like the one they were that was like the centerpiece of like this is like what, the kind of content we want to make and yeah. stuff. So and uh, we haven't done it since. Yeah, I know. God, I wish they would. They really have. Well, now they've done some reality shows. No, not that show. God. No, they haven't done that show. <laughs> There's no better thing on the WWE Network than Pat Patterson pantsing the Fink. It's my favorite thing. <laughs> and maybe that's and, and it's the and first then, thing that was fin- on there. That's great. And then didn't they cry about it? 
Yeah, they all. Oh, there was that episode where they all cried. They all like so many. That was so a deep tears. episode. Yeah, that was a deep but, episode. Okay, it was a deep one, but then. But they all knew Pat Patterson. That's was gay. what I was saying. I yeah. was like, what? I love the one too where the Fink started crying because he got bullied as a kid, and it's like he's getting bullied by every single person on the show. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love for them to bring Legends House back, dude. Yeah, it's been God. How long since I would have made it? Now? I know, and uh, it, it's been. So they launched like in 2014. Yeah. God damn, it's been around that long. It has. That's crazy. 2013, 2014. Yeah. God, they, they really were ahead of the game on that. No, they were. They like I, I will say WWE Network's great. Like I mean, I still I still have it. I mean, and and so. it gets better, you know, yeah. every year they they improve on it. <laughs> I also love I just, I, just cause I always love when Stephanie says that they listen to the fans. No, they don't. Because I love posting the. It's oh it's, no, they, it's my one troll by the way, move. By the way, they do. They just don't care. Yeah. <laughs> no, because if you think that Crown Jewel as a whole was that that is case in point that they do listen. They listen. And that they, they were just like, okay, well, you guys are gonna bitch and moan about us putting on this Crown Jewel thing. Well, this whole thing is gonna be a giant middle finger to every smark that watches our product. If you think about that card front to back and what happened on that show, it was just a giant like, okay, all the smarks, fuck you guys. It really was. And I, it's funny that you say that because when you watch it, I was wondering to myself if, if it was like, a giant middle finger from Vince to the Smarks? It was! Or if it was a giant middle finger from the Saudis to the Smarks? Because nah, I was like, because I don't think, do you think Vince booked every single aspect of that show since the Saudi guy got, I don't think the Sa- bin I don't, got to, got to like, pick who's going to be on the show? I think he picked who's going to be on the show, but not what was going to happen. You don't think he has any input? I don't think he would, as a wrestling fan, no, because I think he'd want to be surprised. Maybe. I wouldn't. Yes, you would. No, if, if you were a paying show, millions of dollars, if you yes. were paying fifty million dollars for your own wrestling show, yeah. you wouldn't want to book it at all. No, because I'd want to make sure that they, because they know how to do it, and I don't. I don't. And you, he doesn't. W- you, if Vince McMahon came to you and said, "Jamie Ivey, if I could pick you who's have given on me the card, money, if I could pick, you have the option. You can pick the card, and you can either no, I mean the sit and watch the it and be surprised." Or you can sit here in the room with me and pick the winners. You're telling me you're like, oh, no, Vince, I just want to sit in the crowd. I don't want to have any input into how it, the matches go out. Yes. What? Yeah. Are you the same way? Am I crazy here? I mean, I, well, if I'm, you paid the money, wouldn't you want to, wouldn't you want, this is hypothetical. I'm not saying well, Muhammad I, if I paid did. the money, I would want to win the championship. <laughs> <laughs> That's I fair. Your goal is completely like, different. Like, like I, I mean, to be fair, if I was paying the money, I would have been in the greatest Royal Rumble. I mean, like, to be Bro- fair. Brock Lesnar would have turned around and I would have jump kicked him. <laughs> and, and, you know, but, and people wouldn't have known how powerful my feet were until then. Oh, but it's cut. Oh, never mind. I don't you want to. No, I, that, I mean, I, man, I would have. You want the respect to your people. Just recreate. You get, just, you get, you get, you, yeah. What if at the end, the after, shit Brock, out of Brock after Brock wins, he comes in, they just do the finger poke of doom, yeah. and Brock just goes down. I'm like the F1. <laughs> <laughs> and then I would have made me. But no, chair. I wouldn't. Not so much because, I mean, I want to know who's on it, and I would make sure that the people that I, I wouldn't make want, like, maybe they would show me the card, and I would have final say. Maybe that. <laughs> Maybe that. I like how it's already more. I know there's no way if you, I paid maybe the money, you wouldn't because want to if be I woke up and then like it was like I don't know Apollo Cruz versus Jinder Mahal I'd be like I don't want this I would interfere <laughs> in every match it'd be like Brock Lesnar versus Braun Strowman and be like the match is almost over 
watch this! And it would be me driving He's in back. the milk truck. Oh my god, it's Mohammed bin Bayou! I, I would be reliving every classic WWE moment. Like, He's driving a beer truck to the ring! And I'd spray both of them down, and they'd slip and fall, and I'd pin them both. We'd become... Next match. He's tearing down the Titan truck! Watch this! It's Sting! No! It's Mohammed bin Al-Salman! <laughs> That's that's what I would do. I mean, I, fair enough, I guess. Hey, you're telling me that that wouldn't have been more entertaining than the actual Crown Jewel? Yeah. Every single second while I was watching Crown Jewel, I just like, this. none of, none of this matters. It was crazy watching it, just thinking that the whole time. You were just kind of like, they're not even going to mention this. This is stupid. Like None of it mattered. It's funny. We talked about it on, on the Raw recap. Yeah, they did week, mention it. Well, sorry. On they SmackDown. Didn't, they didn't mention uh, Hulk Hogan. Which was I thought was funny. They oh, didn't, yeah, yeah, oh yeah. not one mention on Raw or SmackDown of Hulk Hogan's appearance at Crown Jewel. Because they're not ready. Because they they know they know America's not ready yet. <laughs> totally, they know that. They know that. They're they're not stupid. They know that they have to treat the America reappearance a little more careful. Yeah, much more. Definitely. I, I yeah. don't, and it's not time still. No, I mean, no. It, after watching it, if it was very clear, if it's not they time still. if he had come back on Raw and met, oh, I, I and was just so, did that, I was so scared. If he had come back on Raw the next day. Like, like as if, like, hey guys, we did it. We're I was good. Like, no, this is the worst time. No, I was. I, was I am sh- worried that he's going to end up being like the GM at some point. I wouldn't. But that's going to be. I wouldn't be against that, but I'm saying you can't have his America. If, if, if I can't, like, maybe they were planning. I mean, if they had, if this whole thing had not happened, I feel like they could have brought Hogan back sooner. Yeah, but the whole like throwing Hogan, like throwing the whole Hogan thing, an already contentious. Issue, yeah. Alongside an even greater contentious issue, nine day, you know, it's now he's part of that conversation again, and yeah. it's you you can't do that. Uh, well, well, speaking of Crown Jewel, we should we should move topics here a little bit because we did spend a long time on that Disney thing. I was just I, it it fascinated me. I like Disney. I like wrestling, so I I, I enjoyed mm-hmm. it. But um, the besides Hulk Hogan, I think the biggest story coming out of. Crown Jewel was Triple H getting injured. Oh yeah, um, it happened early in the match. Uh, tore the tore the hell out of that pick. Yeah, oh that, yeah, that injury, that pre-surgery pick looked pretty gnarly. Did you see the actual surgery picture no. that I posted today? That WWE always posts those surgery videos, and I just like, ah, well, it was gross. pictures on this one, and it was like it's the black and white still, but you can literally see like this giant hole like in the, in the front of his shoulder, and they're like all just like pulling it apart in oh. different directions, and you can just, it looks like a fucking horror movie they're yeah. like they're literally like pulling his skin apart and you're like ah yeah it's like they're tearing apart laffy taffy yeah that's what it looks and it's like filled with like cherry blow pops on the inside <laughs> yeah it's 100 what it looked like see that's what i always thought triple h was full of cherry <laughs> blow pops dude i wish <laughs> um but i think the big question here okay so it was a torn pack like jamie said um and you know i was looking up the the recovery time and you know it, it varies obviously it seems like 14 to 16 weeks seems like the max for recovery time for a normal person for a normal person but at the end of the day, but also you got to remember Jamie he's 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 getting older now like you know well, do you want to bring up why the, the why I, we were having this discussion before of and what the yes. implications so, I mean, could I think potentially the, be the, the, the big question here is obviously with Roman Reigns gone and you know WrestleMania is right around the corner uh the last the, you know is it one of the really old, it's like it's only a few months away it's November, it's, it's December, it's January, five, February. Five months. There, but the road to WrestleMania is is upon is getting closer. The, 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 the building blocks for the road to WrestleMania are starting right now. Yes, is that fair to say? Yes. Mm-hmm. 
You don't you look no, yeah, no, it. Yes, it is. We're not gonna have this debate again. The road to WrestleMania <laughs> yeah, starts. Sure. At, yes, the road yes. to WrestleMania starts at the Royal Rumble. I'm gonna fight anybody that doesn't that agree with me on that. One. Right when I right when I said that, I was like, oh shit, we're not doing this again. No, go back to last year. Well, you know, if that's when the road to WrestleMania starts, then I'd say that probably right now, um, whoever's going on this road is probably like getting out of bed. Yeah. yeah, you know, maybe taking a shower, maybe like drinking a shake or reading the paper, taking eating, a sh- poop, eating some, yeah, do, p- playing a game on their phone while they take a poop first thing in the morning, and they're like, "Man, I can't believe I got to get on the road soon." Yeah, that's <laughs> pretty know, much. But Triple H instead is now in recovery mode instead of doing all of that. Yes. Yeah, and as we and you know as. If I may, no. Yeah, well, last thing we teased was Batista. Yep, and as we know, Batista and Triple H are teasing what everybody has been wanting, which is Batista, even including Batista, which is the only he said the only reason he would come back is for a match with Triple H at WrestleMania. And from the SmackDown 1000, that seems to be what we're getting. You know what I think? And I just as you said that, I was it was just coming to my head. Is Batista said in all those interviews that he wants to come back full time? Like mm-hmm. as long as he gets Triple H, as, the, as long as the goal is Triple H, Batista could be the saving grace right now. They need, they need like yeah, they a need, superstar somebody, yeah. on the show full time with Roman Reigns being gone. Yeah, and there's nobody really who can step up to take over that role. You know, the last time Triple H got hurt before WrestleMania, I think it was before. I, I, maybe it has happened since then, but I believe it was before WrestleMania 23, and he was going to have a rematch with Cena. Um, at Detroit Field, um, and, and it ended up being Shawn Michaels Shawn, yeah. who replaced him. Um, they don't have Shawn Michaels, or they don't have even a Shawn Michaels, you know, who who can kind of step into like that main event role all of a sudden. You know, Shawn was a, a very unique person to have on the roster at yeah, that point and, in time because he could. Yeah, and Seth, and people are going to say, "What about Seth? What about Dean? They're not there." No, yet. No, they're not. Like, I mean, I'm sorry, but they're, like, like they, they, it's one thing to be involved in, in a WrestleMania uh, uh, main event. But you need a certain star caliber to plan it, that out and everything. Like, I mean, yes. Roman just got there. Yeah. He had just mm-hmm. got there. Yeah. I would, yeah, like I would say Roman wasn't even there until – really until that probably beat The Undertaker. I think that's when I would have accepted it at least. But yeah, like I mean, and even when Seth was involved in the main event, he wasn't involved with the build up to it whatsoever, you know. So it is one of those things. Like I don't, I don't know who they could base it around, but you're right that Batista does have enough star power, both from his time in the WWE and obviously in his post wrestling career has been massive. Because right now, I mean, to go off your point, there's nobody on the card right now that if you say, I mean, as like yeah. like consistent competitor, not the one time, not the part timers, but the consistent mm-hmm. competitors. There's nobody on the card that if you put them two together. They're going to sell out of WrestleMania. No. There's no. just not. No. Um, or, or let do you alone think, a pay-per-view. Do you think Batista versus Triple H would? It'll help. Yeah. yeah. I it think would a, definitely help. And I know it's not what Batista <clears throat> wants, but I think a Batista versus Braun or something like that would be much more enticing to me yes. than, like, Batista versus yeah. Triple H. I mean, Especially because now that Triple H might be injured. Because now – because also Triple H has become – Well, Triple H is injured, not might be injured. Well, Triple H is – as recently, he's become the guy that whenever we need to bring somebody back, we put him with him. Totally. Sting, Kurt. Dave, big Dave, totally, hundred um, percent. Even Ronda Rousey, <laughs> you know, to an extent. Yeah, and um, that's a big problem when he's not there. Yeah, it's a big problem. Well, he is. He's like a he's like a utility player at WrestleMania. He's yes. like one they can rely on. So I am wondering, like, what what I mean, Taker, in that I mean even recently Taker and uh, and Sean. Well, don't you think also like if you look at it, like a pec a pec injury, and I'm not a doctor, but like. Triple H at his age with a pec injury. I know he's 
a superior, a superior athlete and 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 a superior hero. A, and buff is shit, but like you would think that would hinder your ability to lift. Like that would yeah. be tough yeah. to come back at his age and the things he's dealt with. Like I wonder if we're even gonna see Triple H wrestle again. Like I don't. I, this is not any inside info, obviously. Yeah, but like, of course you will. Um, you think? Yeah, for sure. Ever again? I'm just saying, like the pet yeah. hurt. Like, definitely a, ever again. In time for WrestleMania, I don't know. I uh, feel like what's gonna happen is like if if Triple H can't go, they've lost Roman. Taker can't go like he used to. He certainly can't have like a main event built around him. They are 100% going to go back to Sean now. They are 100% going to try and get Batista to show up. In terms of they'll who, try and do, if they'll they don't try, try to do Sean versus AJ Styles, yes. they're out of their minds. Yes, because yeah. I mean, because the, the the comeback was so disappointing. It at really Crown was. Jewel. And you know what? Sean is at this point now. What we've seen from Crown Jewel is that Sean needs to be in there with somebody good. Totally. And, he, and AJ will make Sean look like a million bucks because you know it's like a dream match. Yes. And we didn't. We, and I think you know, it wasn't at first, but putting Sean's first match back, even though he was in a sense protected, but with three other competitors, those three other competitors were. Uh, Way past his prime t- taker, way past his prime sh- uh, Kane, and the, the, your partner got hurt in the first half of the match. So yeah. I mean, it was really destined to fail. Totally. It really was. And this is the only scenario that you're going to get a halfway decent match out of Sean at this point. I do think though that by the end of the match, he was slowly. It felt like he was slowly finding himself again a little bit. Like yeah. I, I, by the end, it was like kind of. Like he was kind of back in the groove a little bit. Obviously, it takes a minute. You Am know? I the only one that wants Sean to change his gear up now that he doesn't look like Sean anymore? I hated the black gear. I think, like, not, not only that, but even if he was in, like, great, it would. You're so if Shawn Michaels came out in the mirror shit, like with all the shit all over him, but with no hair, that would look so fucking weird. Dude. Yeah, it I guess. really would. What do you want him to look like? I just think he needs to change it up. I think he looks. I think he needs to look like. Shawn Michaels, like at home. Short, I was gonna say short, like shorts and a referee shirt. To be honest with you, no, like at home. No, I don't. I, I kind of wish that like they wouldn't have had him bick his head. Like it just like it, it looks so not Shawn. I it understand doesn't. the dude has lost his hair, but that happens. Like just he like just wear a wig like Undertaker. It's not does. like they made. It's not like they made Ricky the Dragon Steamboat bick his head. No, nope. it's not like they ever made. They didn't make Dean bick his no, head. No, well, I'm sure they didn't make him bick his head. I bet you Triple H was like, do it, buddy. <laughs> Be like me. <laughs> I, I don't know. I feel like it was probably just Sean trying to deal with. I his, thought it was like good when he got his ponytail. I don't know, cut off. but somebody, but somebody, not not somebody. He did it. He looked in the mirror before he put on his cowboy hat and whatever the fuck that headband thing is, and he was like, "This is a good idea." <laughs> <laughs> I got a feeling that headband thing is like a performance center thing because I noticed the undisputed era yeah. were like wearing them in in, in a picture too. Because it is, it is. Uh, I mean, we're not going to fucking guess what it is. It's a sweatband. Yeah, yeah, I know, but I feel like it's like a thing. Like it's like a fucking kind of like the kinesio tape thing. It's like a thing, you know. What it's, could Shawn Michaels do? Maybe it's always so like maybe his hat brim doesn't chafe his forehead. That's got to be what it is. Maybe, what if know. he like maybe he should grow a, like a big beard? I mean, Ooh, I like that. Like, I, I mean, mean, if he just had a shaped head and a big beard, that's what Triple H that would did. Look cooler. And, and if you notice, and if you think about it, did, did you ever look at Triple H and be like, 
think like, oh, where does long hair go? You never think that. No, because like, like, it looks good. He looks like, cooler now. When Triple H first cut his hair, I was like, yo, he looks dope. Like Shawn like, Michaels should have had a beard with that big head because he looks too much like Christopher Daniels. Otherwise, but I think also the dude. And we're literally just sitting here talking about like guys' hairstyles here, but whatever. I think, well, I, 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 as you know, this is what we do. I know. No, tr- trust me, I got no problem with it. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, but what I was gonna say is, I think that because Triple H is so he's. Gained so much mass yeah. since then that like it kind of made up for it. So he like looks fucking like Sean, a tough biker. Yeah, Sean just Sh- looks Sean's like a like, regular bald guy. Yeah, he's like a small bald dude. You yeah. know, like it's like he kind of it was like like yeah, he's just like a small bald guy. You know, yeah. like a Walter White or something like yeah. that. You know, like I feel like he should have not picked his head. He should have just had standard George Costanza bald head, and maybe even come out dressed dressed like George Costanza. George Costanza <laughs> threw a super kick at the Undertaker. He'd be like, "What the hell is happening?" Believe it or not, HBK is at home. Please leave a message. Uh, um, yeah, no, I, I, it's. I'm interested to see what they do at WrestleMania for sure. Um, I just, hope I think I Shawn mean, Michaels has to be. They have to. They have to get Shawn Michaels the show. You I just, think. I don't know how. Like, what else are they going? Like, who else could they bring back? If actually? anybody could come back in time, it's definitely Triple H. Yeah, but, but Ryan did bring up a point that. I didn't really take in consideration is that his training is going to have to take a – even though he may be physically repaired in time, he's not going to probably look, look no, the way no, that, he way wants, smaller, yeah. that he wants. Way smaller. I mean standing next to fucking Batista, you know, who's a monster in himself, you know, he probably would want to look the best so, he can. So, well, let me ask you this then. So if Triple H can't come back in time, does that mean Batista's out? Because that's what he I mean, wanted. That's, so, that's I mean, what I worry. I feel like, yeah. I feel yeah. like he has to – if. If they were going to do that, then you would think, yeah, Batista's out. Like, that's what Batista wanted to come back for. Do you think that if they have Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania that it's going to be a one-on-one match? Or do you think that they'll try and triple threat to, like, put a couple people in there, you know, potentially? Because that will protect him a little bit more, too. I just don't think he won any confident people in his corner at at Crown Jewel. I mean, he... he, Here's the thing. Like, when people come back, they don't... They're not as fast. They're not as agile, but they kind of still know where the fuck they are. Yeah, that was the first time I had ever seen Sean not know what he was doing. Yeah, not, not, that was a really poor way of phrasing it. He knew what he was doing, but he didn't look comfortable. Yeah, he, yeah, wasn't, he was, didn't look at home in the ring. He did not, and that to me, because see, that's the reason why I, I think that was a, another reason why it was such a disappointment to me the event because Sean looking the way he does. But he could still go. I would forget all of that. Yeah. I would forget it all. But he not only looked like an old, washed-up wrestler, he acted like one. Yeah. And why don't think he has – he doesn't <laughs> – like, I feel like – losing his hair is a big part of his identity. He's, it, he's the heartbreak It really kid. was. I re- you know, you wouldn't think it, but – but it really, yeah, I agree. It really was like it was like because when, like you're, when, when your when your character is a sexy boy, yeah, sexy and boy, two things you're not anymore. Yeah, you're like <laughs> you're. He's when he came out, he's like, I'm just an attractive man. Well, it's funny too because now that you say that, I was going to mention like in Thor, like Thor when he cut his hair, like you first went like. Well, you, Thor can't have short hair, and they're like, eh, he's sexy. It's okay. Like, yeah, whatever. He's, he's like, sexy I was like, yeah, that's actually a nice haircut. <laughs> you know, they're, they're just like, yeah, good job. You know, he's cool. Yeah, cool. No problem. But Shawn Michaels isn't at that level anymore. No, like, he's not. No, like, I'm telling you, he needs a gruff beard. He should have come out in his hunting gear. 
Yes. Like that. Like they have shovels. on leather. No, I mean, hey, no, like I'm saying guy, like the dude is leather. a hunter. If he dressed like a – not like a Triple H hunter, but like if he dressed like an actual hunter, like he is in camo gear and he had a big head but a big beard, you'd be like, this is a different HBK. I want him to come out in all that camo but those orange vests that they wear so they don't get shot by other sh- hunters. Yeah. <laughs> that would be great. If Shawn Michaels came out with a giant bow and arrow – Oh, my God. I would but, – But at the end of the arrows – they have like heart shaped things <laughs> too. He's like, he's like, I'm like a deadly Cupid. But I, I mean, he like, like, we're laughing. The ring, and then when he hits the thing in the ring, it's his old pyro in the ring. But he has to like launch. We're, his no, we're Arab laughing about the whole like sexy boy thing. But it's true. <laughs> no, it is. It is. It's like hundred percent true. It, well, because it's like he can't. <laughs> I want someone to remake his song of "I'm Just an Attractive Man." I like that so much. <laughs> well, I'm just an attractive man. It, like it, it, in ten years from now, let's say. And the Undertaker, you know, he's this, been this undead force for so long and everything. But if he comes out and he's clearly just a frail old man, the mystique is gone. And, yes. and, and that's the problem when you try to keep up your character. Thank God the Undertaker's seven foot tall because he's always going to look imposing, even when yeah. he's like 80. But it's just like with Sean, it's just like that picture of him and Triple H like in the turnbuckle. And he's like looking over like when they're on the ground kind of. I look at that picture. I'm like, you're this is not working. No. No, it reminded me of Breaking Bad. He looked like yeah. when Walt was like laying under the house with the money or like, looking for the money and freaking out or whatever. I didn't like, yeah. I mean, like, it, it, I, and I'm not here against, I'm not, I'm not against Sean. I take that back. I was against Sean coming back and I was right. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but I'm not against people making money when they want to still no. make money. No, not at all. Yes. And I, Shawn Michaels, one of the best, if not the best in-ring performer in the history of the company. He's my favorite wrestler of all time. Yeah, get that money, Shawn. But at the end of the day, if you're trying to capture that magic, you need to have the right ingredients for it. Yeah. Imagine, I just thought of this. Did did one of you guys say he looks like Christopher Daniels? Yeah. Yes, he did. AJ versus Samoa Joe versus... Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania for the title. He plays the role of Christopher Daniels from the famous three-way. Yeah. That would be that would be money. I think that like I, I, I do think that they're bringing back Sean for WrestleMania. They they have to. You know, they have Triple to. H is out. Um, I, I think that they'll probably go the the route of a triple threat because then the two other people in the match can do the majority of the lifting and Shawn Michaels can come in for sweet spots. Um, and maybe by that point he's actually found his his legs again or something like that. I don't know, but I would not. You be, got new legs. Yeah. He has like Darth Maul legs. legs. <laughs> um, all right. The other thing this week uh, that I thought was interesting is that it broke today, uh, courtesy of Fightful.com. Great story I thought on their part is that the raw overrun is going away. I I I, I know it's, it's just like 10, 15, 20 minutes, but when you're talking about a three hour show, those are so, those are some valuable minutes. <laughs> those are some valuable. Also, minutes. they don't need it. They haven't needed it since WCW <laughs> went off the air fucking 15 years no, ago. Like, I mean, they had, they, the, the whole reason these overruns started going so long is because they were trying to keep people from flipping the channel yes. a lot of times. And it's just, well, like, no, it was because I, 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 I think it had something to do with the ratings. Like, I, if I, 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 I want to say Eric Bischoff talked about it on one of his 83 weeks, but it was like, it was something to do with like, 
if you went into the next hour, then those... Like you had your audience plus whoever showed up for the next thing. Something along those lines, and that factored into the, the end of night I ratings. will also add that the overruns back in those days were very exciting. They were. It always ended with, uh, that's all the time we have. Come on. <laughs> and, and, but Jared's they, like, I don't know what they're doing, but we got to watch it. I will say, like, you know, like we were, we were passionate WWF fans yeah. during the Monday Night War. But we loved WCW, too. I mean, I loved the wrestling on WCW. And the second that Raw was over, I immediately flipped to TNT to see if, if Nitro was still going. Yeah. And typically, like, one or the other would – it's not like they ever ended at the same time and everything. And I can remember seeing stuff on the on the Monday Nitro overrun that, like, inspired me to – you know, I mean, this is the era of VCRs. But I would record Nitro then when they do the replay because I wanted to see what actually led up to that in full and everything, too. So, so the you overrun- would record WCW sometimes? Yeah. That's great. And then you'd watch it like the next day? That's what yeah. I did. Yeah. You you would record WCW on I your would, VHS too? Yeah, I would watch Raw Live and then VHS and like in another Nitro, room? Nitro on yeah, like on another TV and then I would watch Damn. Nitro on uh, like on the weekend. Yeah. I would I would take yeah, that many TVs so we I, couldn't do well, that. Well, I, I wasn't allowed back and forth. Well, we would we would watch Raw but our VCR would be taping Nitro. A yeah, lot you could set it so when okay. the, the, ta- the taping is different it's on, on a different one channel. channel. Yeah, you yeah. can do that. Well, <laughs> remember those all, days when you used to do that kind of thing? Hey, God, no, no, but just like even just talking about, it, I'm like, man, I'm so happy you don't have to do that. <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> so happy you... I don't have to watch anything at any given time anymore. It's just like, <laughs> it's like, oh God, make sure you order the pizza. 10 minutes or 15 minutes before Raw, so you know, like, once we get into the thick of it, then a pizza will show up and we'll have pizza. Um, yeah, you know, the, the, the overrun thing, you know what's one thing I, it, it hasn't, I noticed the one complaint about getting rid of the overrun, which I was shocked to see. People are upset about it? Which I saw, I, there's always new wrestling fans upset yeah. about something. Yeah. Um, that show, but the, the, the okay, real fast, but real fast. The, the <laughs> thing that they were upset about, is, the, the people who were disliking it is they basically said that the overrun creates this like I don't know when the show is going to end kind of thing so you don't know if the match is going to end so it adds a level of predictability to the main event because you don't know that it's going to end right on time and on Smackdown they're like Smackdown you know it's going to end so it's a little it's a little like Less. It's a TV show. That's how I feel. What it's I like they, they're all about producing TV shows. It's not like I ever watch uh, uh, like The Office, and I'm like, I hope this episode goes like 28 minutes instead of 22 minutes. Even and though sometimes they do, they did do that with The Office. Yeah. yeah. Let's be fair. That show. This show has been running over an hour over for the past few years. <laughs> like not like, like that whole. Just treat for, the whole last hour like it's overrun because it is. Yeah, yeah. That was that was the other main comment to the to reply to the story was like, great. Now can they get rid of that? last hour that we don't need <laughs> um, but yeah you know I think for me one of the things I, I'm most happy about is that as someone who I've had multiple girlfriends way, in my time watching wrestling is like you know like when you have when you like live with a significant other or whatever and like you share a living room TV it's like hey when is this, gonna be, this three hour thing you're watching going to be over yeah. and I'm always like I don't know. Like and it, also, I, it could be over a, the next 20 minutes. I don't know. It's a minor thing, but it's something I always hate is I always – because you can – on some DVRs, you can set – it record 5, 10, 15 minutes later. And I always just do the, the even 20 because – Yeah, I do the max for it. Yeah, but, but I forget sometimes and you know I'll be like, oh, the Undertaker comes back after this commercial break. But I – cuts off before that. But um, separate um, – in terms of times – and if we think we're going to ever go back, words in, in times allotted for these shows, we're out of our minds. Because I truly think 
I truly think that it is not beyond the realm of possibility that we're eventually going to get a wrestling festival where it's literally all fucking day of things happening. I would not be – I would – if you think that's beyond the realm of possibilities. No, super yeah, – What do you possible. mean? Like, like literally gates open 12 o'clock, wrestling until 12 midnight. Yeah. And it's just different rings around different yeah. places. I'm surprised no one's ever done that now that you say that out loud. Has there never been that? Not to my knowledge. You would have really? to involve a lot of – there would be so much red tape there. Yeah, because with a, with a festival, with a music performance, everybody's got the same goal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I guess like something like the Jericho Cruise, it wasn't like all day. It was no, like no. you know, tapered out or whatever. That would be cool, though. What was the reaction to that? Would people have a good people time? People seemed – I mean, from what I gathered, it was a, a hit. People had Yeah, fun. people seemed to enjoy yeah. it a lot. Yeah. I'm listen, I've been listening to the – I was telling you guys, I've been listening to the the Elite – interview on there and it cracked me up that thing i texted you guys about where they were like because i was texting them but in, in the interview cody says something along the lines of like if you have to say you're a locker room leader you're not you're not the locker room leader yeah and literally like a few minutes later jericho says like you could tell like it reminded him of something and he goes like didn't didn't cm punk say that to us once and he was like well wasn't gonna call the guy out, but it's your show, it's your cruise, so uh, yeah, that's what I was talking about. And he's and they start like talking about it, and Jericho's like, "Yeah, man, I'm not a leader." Or he's he's like, "I'm an adult. I don't need a leader, someone to lead me. I'm an adult man. Like I'm not gonna this guy doesn't fucking lead me." <laughs> but that, what Booker was T the story? Yeah, Booker, yeah, yeah, Booker T said he they, he said like one time. One time CM Punk was like, as the locker room leader, I am telling you all to make sure you pick up your trash off the ground. And he said the Booker T responded by going like, man, that guy doesn't lead me. And then he threw his trash on the ground. That's literally like Booker T became that one kid. It's like it's like 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 when you're like when your brother would be like, ah, he's hitting me. He's like, no, I'm not. I'm just touching him. Like, <laughs> like that's Booker T. Totally. That's Booker T. Hey, but like. I get why Booker T would respond that and Chris way. Jericho. Yeah, it'd be kind of weird for CM Punk to say that to Chris Jericho and to Booker T, who have been in the business way longer yeah. than him at that point. Yeah. I mean, I guess because he's like the main the I mean, champion. Like, I get it. The- like, I mean, CM Punk had a very ro- has still, I'm sure, has a, a very high opinion of himself. Yeah. And I'm not saying that as criticism towards him. Like, I mean, you should have a high opinion of yourself. Did you guys see that the thing about him today? No. Nah. Where he's he got a job as the. He's going to be the announcer on an MMA show that's like not UFC. It's like some some smaller company, but it's going to be on UFC Fight Pass. And someone someone pointed out they were like, "Oh, so he basically is going to be the Percy Watson of, w, of UFC now, where he like spent a short time there. And now he's the announcer." I was like, "That's a funny comparison." Yeah. Um, but it's weird that he's going to be announcer for MMA after two fights. Yeah, I don't really care. I literally don't care at all about it. <laughs> I, I literally could care less. No, before we get out of here. Couldn't uh, care less, whatever the phrase is. You're, it's close. Uh, before we get out of here, I want to talk about one more topic, and that is the possible end of Lucha Underground. Um, obviously, we, I, I'm not saying it's for sure ending, but you know, the, the executive producer of the show, Eric Van Wagenen, uh, Wagenen, Wagenen, did an interview this week, and he, you know, as much as he said in the interview that he doesn't think the show is going away. To me, everything else led me to believe otherwise. I mean, one of the things he says is that they've reached a tipping point budget-wise and that there's no way they can do the show yeah. for the same budget in the, in the same amount of time. Like They shot this most recent season in a month. And they're like, he's like, we can't do that again. We shot in a month. It was, it was unheard of to shoot a whole season in one month. Yeah. Uh, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. Um, and so... Um, he also said 
you know, sometimes good shows get canceled. You know, sometimes good shows get canceled, and yeah. sometimes really shitty shows go on and on and on for business reasons. Yeah. So, I mean, those, an executive producer saying those kinds of statements about their show is typically not the best sign. Yeah, no, like I mean, it, like it, it, it's very true. You know, like I mean, they're like Arrested Development. You know, was a show that got. Not great ratings, but was like beloved. You know, it came back obviously years and years later. Whether you can say that the quality was upheld from its original run, that's an argument for another time. But so the most like, recent season was good. Yeah, you didn't like it? No, <laughs> no. <laughs> you said that so positively. I haven't liked no. any any of the new Arrested developments that have come out. That's since. A bummer. Yeah, it is a bummer because I really wanted to enjoy it more. But watching. Michael Sarah as George Michael. I'm like, you're like a 30-something man. Stop pretending you're a boy. <laughs> Anyways, this, this, that's not wrestling related. No, but, but also Freaks and Geeks is another one like that. Where yeah. like, There's so many critically acclaimed shows that end I mean, it's not like I, I, I assume that – Hold on. Yeah. Were any of you guys Stella fans? Oh, Stella was great. It was a great show. I Which loved show that show. It was with uh, what's his uh, Michael Showalter, um, Michael Ian Black, Michael Ian Black oh, was in it. Too. No, like, I didn't watch it. That was, show. It was just ahead of its time. It like, really was. You know, like a lot of these shows. You know, Freaks and Geeks is another show like that where it's just like Freaks and Geeks came out about five years too soon, maybe ten years too soon. You know, like it was because it was a show that was so rich with references and storytelling and stuff like that. It was the Apatow, you know, craze before, yep. long before it hit the theaters and, and was beloved by everybody. And so, like, I mean, I I get like in in the case of Lucha Underground, it's like yeah, there's a lot of production that goes into it. There's a, like Film, especially the way they want their shows to be run. Yeah, yeah, and it's just like and and you should feel stoked that you had four seasons of kind of a like a supernatural spin on uh, on a wrestling show. Totally, in a lot of ways. Because look, I honestly do believe that if this is the end of Lucha Underground, they did leave a pretty good legacy <laughs> on the wrestling industry. I think that they very much, and you know, it's maybe not the same as ECW, but you know, ECW was. A company that wasn't watched by every single wrestling fan, yeah. but did influence wrestling business going forward a little bit. Yeah. And I might, you know, have fallen out of touch with Lucha Underground due to them sending me that cease and desist. Yeah. But I do believe that Lucha Underground, the legacy that Lucha Underground will leave if this is the end, is they did add production value to wrestling, yeah. which I and, and supernatural elements that that, yeah, that they, move things forward in a, in a cool way that they, a lot of people emulated. Yeah, I agree with you wholeheartedly, and that's one reason why if it if it is ending, it's it's a real shame. It for two reasons that you just mentioned. One, it's one less place for these people to go, and and the, they were the really the only company, especially with on a major television channel. I mean, I, I mean, you could debate all day whether or not you think El Rey is big no, or not. They're big. They're a network, you know. Yeah, yeah. but. It was the only wrestling company on a major network that was doing it different. Yeah, I mean, yes, the aesthetic to TNA is a, or Impact is is different, but I've never seen a wrestling show filmed that way. Yeah, ever. And it was, and, it was, and I really liked how it was a fresh take. I think it's it, one of the one of the key takeaways. Let's like say that it does go out of business or that they cease production, however you want to phrase that. Is that they had a lot of financial backing. They had a lot of smart people involved. And I think it's a testament to how difficult it is to successfully run a wrestling organization. Well, not only that, I think – I'm going to change that statement a little bit. I think how difficult it is to, to turn a tele, like a wrestling television show into a financially stable com- wrestling yeah, company. Yeah. Because it's a huge difference having a wrestling television show and having a wrestling – Company and yeah. I think that Lucha Underground is a huge example of that they tried multiple times. Like, well, not multiple times. They tried to to get out. They tried to to break the mold a little bit. They tried to do a house show or two. Um, you know, they 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 
tried to get meetings to do movies and that kind of stuff. And it just didn't work out in their favor. And it shows you that the wrestling industry is hard. And that's honestly – Especially in I'm Los sorry, Angeles. I, I'm sorry, I said wrestling industry. Yeah, the television industry is difficult. It's a very difficult yeah. thing. And honestly – you know that's why I interpreted what the executive producer said as being a telling sign of their future. Because even though he's saying the I don't knows and all that kind of stuff, um, if it was for sure, he would not be saying I don't know. One hundred percent. He literally says I literally haven't heard one thing about season five. Um, but the one thing that he keeps mentioning is we need more money. That we can't do it for the amount of money that we were given. You know, I, I, I need more money. And we all know, as people who have worked around the television industry, like. Finding more financing is a big hurdle. Especially in a show that is losing buzz. Yeah, and for potential investors, hasn't hit the marks that they would want. Totally. It's like, how do you take this to an investor and ask them for money when the show hasn't had any gains? Like, there's not like that's a, it's not like an investor is going to see that and be like, oh, well, that was a great show, so I just want to dump all this money into it and never get it back. You've convinced me. You've convinced me to just give you all this money, I'm never going to get back. No, it's not how. Here you go. Don't tell me, don't tell me, don't tell me. Um, so I think that is their biggest hurdle is, is, is and I, you know, I, I will say that, like I said, I, I, I do think they, they did a good thing for wrestling. Yeah. I think that they did kind of help kind of shake things up a little bit and show people like, Hey, you can do these cool vignettes in a different way where it looks cinematic and it looks cool as shit. Yeah. I think that that will be the going forward. Like, I mean, you see it on impact stuff like that. You, um, you know, you know, I, I think, I think in a large, in a lot of ways, I think it influenced the broken universe. You yeah. know, I think Matt Hardy ended up doing it better than than Impact. It's or, sorry, a lot than, of that. Than, than um, Lucha Underground did, but I think it had. I, I Matt had to have seen that and been like, "Oh, I can do my weird ideas like that. That's a great idea. Like it doesn't necessarily have to just be this way." You know, and I think it did change a lot. So, um, I you know, I hope it isn't gone, but. I mean, they killed off like seven. I think they killed off like seventeen characters this season. Yeah, and like I was watching, I, I was watching that epilogue, and I was like, everybody's dying. In this. <laughs> yeah, I thought the same thing while watching it. I was like, man, they killed off Matanza. They, they, they maybe they like put what the Dragon as Dragon as Tekka Junior out of action. But didn't they theoretically kill off um, Johnny Mundo's wife? Uh, what's her? Uh, t- uh, well, they didn't kill her. Like she's possessed by something. Oh, I thought maybe like she they like it's like invasions of the body snatchers where they kill the original and then they. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't watch the whole episode. I only watched the epilogue too, so I'm not exactly positive. Um, and I, I I felt like Jamie had the perfect analogy when he when he tweeted the picture the, that story about Stu Bennett because I was pumped too that Stu Bennett was in the, like the last shot it was a great reveal it was like a, such a good reveal of his character being like the ultimate bad guy in ultimate in, in Lucha Underground the one they've been like building up towards it was if the it was me Austin was done correctly <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it really was so it's just going nowhere then it's like the end of like the Super Mario Brothers movie yeah well the the the, the, the comparison I brought up was <laughs> yeah. that it's the ending of the most recent Power Rangers reboot boot movie where they at the end of the credits they show a green jacket over a chair and the and the um the the teacher's reading off the roll call and she says tommy oliver tommy oliver are you here and like he's not in the chair but it's obviously teasing that we're gonna get the green ranger yeah and tommy but we're they, not because they that, announced they're not doing the sequel so we're not gonna get the green <laughs> ranger or Stu bennett in lucha underground yeah and nobody's ever gonna rescue princess daisy either yeah and also, I believe that at the end of the He-Man movie, like Skeletor popped out of the water or whatever, and he's like, I'll be back or something like that. And he never came back. 
They need to make another one of them. They need they, to make a, a good one of those. Yeah. That He-Man documentary is so good on yeah. Netflix. Did yeah. you see that? Yeah, I did. It's really dope. Yeah. And the Toys That Made Us one is good, too. Yeah, I, lo- yeah, I, totally. lo- I loved He-Man. I can't wait for the wrestling Toys That Made Us. Uh, oh that God. whole season is going to be amazing. When does that come out? That, I, keep, I keep checking Netflix, hoping it, that it's It, it comes actually... out usually around the holidays. And I keep <sighs> seeing people like in wrestling that are getting interviewed that I know, and I'm like so jealous of them. Like, oh, that's so cool. They got interviewed for that show. I, love I mean, that show. Th- the lineup for that season is Ninja Turtles. Power Rangers, wrestling, and My Little Pony. I'll even watch the My Little Pony. Them, one. I've watched all those. Yeah, ones. I've watched all, all the girl ones. I like them. They're still They're good. Fascinating. The, my, the Hello Kitty one was interesting. My favorite one, I think, was actually the Lego one. Yes. Yeah, me I th- too. I, I learned so much about Lego that because, I didn't like, know. The whole Lego code that they have. Yeah, the stick to the, uh, I can't remember the formula or whatever it was. They're like, I'm, stick to the formula. Yes. Yeah. You know, I love that one. All right, well, we got to get out of here. Either we, we've definitely, I think, hit our limit here. Jane, we're, we're, you know what? Eli. Yeah, you go first. Where can people <laughs> find you at, Eli? Twitter, at Elijah Bates. Instagram, at Brindlebeard. <laughs> and Jamie, where can people find you at? You can find me on social media at Instagram at J-A-M-I-E-I-O-V-I-N-E or on Twitter at J-A-M-I-E underscore I-O-V-I-N-E. And I want to talk about two uh, upcoming drops on the network that are going to be really exciting. Um, on, so on my on the app, the Network Live app, um, you can find it on, uh, on all iOS uh, platforms. Um, Network with no vowels. No vowels. It's NTWRK. And um, as you know, we do exclusive drops of products uh, that you can't find anywhere else. And uh, this week uh, – so tomorrow – so if you are listening to this Friday so, – so we're recording this on Thursday. So it's it goes tomorrow. out on Friday, yeah. It goes out tomorrow. So that's November 9th. Yes, November 9th at 5 o'clock Pacific time on the Network Live app. We are doing a Wu-Tang Clark's shoe drop. So yeah. Clark's, the shoe company, made this really dope – uh, in collaboration with the Wu-Tang Clan, uh, they made this Clark shoe that's available in three colors uh, and we're including a uh, jacket and a T-shirt as well. And we have two members of the Wu-Tang Clan joining us. That's Ghostface and Jizza. And we're and they're going to be interviewed by Charlemagne, the guy, the one of the hosts from the Breakfast Club, and he's a big, he's a major figurehead in hip hop. And even uh, I've heard of Charlemagne. Yes, and he's gonna, it's the thirty six anniversary. I mean, no, it's not. It's the anniversary of the thirty of the album thirty six chambers. Which I was, was going to say it can't be that anniversary. No, 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 no. I was going to say of the album thirty six yeah, okay. chambers. So they're going to be talking about that. There's some really interesting topics that they're going to be bringing up. I'm sure. What and, do you know what anniversary is of the album? I don't. I don't recall which what number it was. But um, you know, that's the first Wu Tang album. So that. That's really important. And then next week on Wednesday the 14th, I believe. Yes, Wednesday the 14th at 5 o'clock Pacific time, we're doing an exclusive uh, T-shirt drop with FaZe Clan. Now, a lot of you may not know who FaZe Clan is because this is a wrestling community, but a lot of younger kids do. FaZe Clan is one of the biggest eSport pr- uh, presences in the world right mm-hmm. now. They're the group, this group of, of players that are – these guys have 3 million followers on, yeah. on Instagram. It's the craziest thing in the world. They are a vi- big figureheads in gaming, so a lot of our younger listeners and a lot of um, our our listeners' younger brothers and sisters probably know who these guys are, and they're doing a drop with us on, like I said, next week on Wednesday, November 14th on the Network Live app. If you want to follow us on social media to see all the drops that we're doing, follow us on and Network Live on Instagram. That's N-T-W-R-K-L-I-V-E. You'll, we update it all the time. You see our schedule, all the drops that are coming up, and we got a lot more coming. So. Those YouTube kids pissed me off. And it's the 25th anniversary of, okay. of 36 Chambers. That's crazy. You were close. You were <laughs> not that far off from 36, I guess. Um, I like going second, by the way. You like going second more? <laughs> yeah, I think it's uh, funny. Eli, where do people find you at? Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> at Elijah Bates. 
Instagram at Brenda Baird. Okay, great. Uh, you can find me at Ryan Satin, ProWrestlingSheet.com, at WrestlingSheet on all social media. Uh, if you're watching the video of this, go check out the audio feed. Go subscribe there. It helps out a lot. Uh, podcast One, it's available on iTunes and all, mostly all podcast platforms as well. Just search Wrestling Sheet Radio. Um, there's other shows in there as well. Best of the Rest has done a little bit of a hiatus due to Aaron Turner uh, dealing with stuff in his family, uh, but we still got top five as usual, and obviously the recap shows that I do with Roka. If you're listening to the audio of this, go subscribe to our YouTube channel as well, youtube.com slash C slash Wrestling Sheet. That's where you can see all the videos, the shows that we do here. Uh, well, most of the shows that we do here. Uh, inter- interviews, news hits, all that kind of stuff. Go check it out, youtube.com slash C slash wrestling sheet okay that's it we're done officially tapping out until next time stay out of the dirt keep your eye on the sheet everyone needs more vacation right the new united gateway card knows how to take you away with great travel rewards and no annual fee ever the wait for vacation is over Tap now or visit unitedgatewaycard.com to apply. Does anybody want breakfast? Guys, let's go. I'm leaving for McDonald's in five seconds. Why do you start with that? The Breakfast Stampede Meal. It's only at McDonald's, where there's a meal for every morning. And nothing says morning like a classic sausage McMuffin with egg. Right now, get this all-time favorite for just 2 bucks on the one 2 3 menu. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.